are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Gomer, and here with me today, as usual, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And Randy Isbell is back again. I'm glad to be back. All right, guys. Well, you know, last week we did our look back at 2023. We uh, did our 25 top 25 games of the year, all of that stuff. You guys can go check it out on the channel or uh, on podcasts. This week, you know, it's uh, already 2024. If you haven't noticed, hopefully everybody had a happy new year. Did you guys have a good New Year's? Yeah, it was good. It was, yeah, it was boring, but fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, same here, you know. Um, so now we're going to just look at our most anticipated games of 2024 and, you know, what we're excited about uh, heading into this new year. Lots of games already coming out, big ones, in fact, really quick uh, already in this uh, this month and then going into next month, February, it feels like. They decided that everything needed to come out in February, <laughs> almost. Uh, so before we do that, though, I mean, there's uh, one big news story. And we're going to look at also like what we think, you know, the big three are going to do and some other things. I guess we might as well start here. The elephant in the room for this year, pretty much. When, if, will it happen? The Nintendo Switch successor, a... Certain Dr. Serkin Toto, who's usually pretty good about these kind of projections, is saying that the Switch 2, or whatever it is going to be called, new Switch, Super Nintendo Switch, whatever your uh, thing is, uh, is going to be an iteration, not a revolution. It's going to cost $400 instead of $300. Uh, most of the games are going to be 70 bucks, probably, uh, but it will still be portable. Uh, don't know about the backwards compatibility quite yet, obviously. Uh, Randy, I'll go to. Is this what you want out of a Switch 2? You want it to just be the next Switch, but prettier, or you wanted something different with the Switch? Who knows? I mean, again, it, it's tough to speculate off of, of those informations. I still refuse to believe Nintendo will do anything like this because. They never do. The closest thing they did was the Wii and the Wii U, and that completely failed. So while the Switch has sold just gangbusters, we said this about the Wii. Oh, the Wii is going to be like this forever, and they're just going to reiterate on it over and over and over, and we will see. Is it going to be a Switch or Switch HD system where it's backwards compatibility? That's the smart thing, but it's Nintendo. So even though... You, we feel like we're within a year away from whatever this new system's going to be. And all the rumors are that, you know, it's going to be a lot like the Switch. Um, I'll believe it when I see it, because we all are old enough to have seen all of the different things that Nintendo has done over the last 34 years. Uh, I mean, he also did confirm there was a Switch Pro. So the whole, all those rumors were true at one point, but probably due to the chip shortage and other things, mm -hmm. uh, it didn't happen. So. They weren't lying. It just Nintendo just quietly decided, hey, we're not going to do it. But maybe, honestly, maybe the Switch Pro is now just being called the Switch 2, and it's the exact same thing. But right. they, now they want to make you pay more money for it. Right. One of the things I think uh, both the, all three of us have talked about at one point or another is one of the, the big thing, and we've seen it with the PSI Pro. It's also supposed to have this. Is, uh, kind of the big iteration is going to be that it has its own DLSS which will make it to where it can 
go to 4K without having to be true 4K, and it doesn't have to use the hardware to do it, um, especially because it has an NVIDIA chip, which, you know, that's NVIDIA's technology natively. Uh, Mark, do you think that this is going to help the Switch 2 catch up? Really do have that PS4 Pro type graphics, or where do you think this is going to land? I think it'll probably be like be, just be PS4, not not the Pro, just regular PS4. Uh, I'm gonna be backward compatible, compat you know compatible though, at least with most of the stuff. You know, you, they can port over Mario Kart 8 again. <laughs> do you think that that's would that be a deal breaker for you guys if say the Switch 2 comes out and there is no Switch backward compatibility, making it the only system of the next gen that doesn't have that? Would it be an issue for you if you can't play your Switch games on the Switch 2? It depends whether or not that Switch Flash cart is going to work or not for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nintendo's going to make sure it doesn't work <laughs> for that thing. Uh, Randy, I mean, what, what would that like damper your expectations for the it's, Switch 2? It would be disappointing. Um, I'm one that keeps all my old systems so the backwards compatibility is not the biggest issue but nintendo has honestly done a pretty good job with some of the stuff for making things still kind of work obviously when when they change their their format where it's 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 kind of tough to get in but the wii u played wii games and i would expect some way were, were they to do that especially with how big again the switch was but my whole thing is uh, whatever they come out with, I, I want to believe that Nintendo's main plan is all those games that came out where it was like streaming only and it never worked. And, oh, look at all these big games we have, but the Switch can't handle them. So you have to run them in this weird fashion. You have to have great internet. Hopefully, whatever the system is fixes that problem. And now all these bigger games that they try to port over, you know, actually work on the system. Yes, that's I'm hoping that too. It's still a crime that we got Kingdom Hearts on there and they're all freaking cloud based. Mm -hmm. And at least the first two should really have been on the system itself. Uh, I'm glad that they've gone away from that also. Like you don't really hear them saying, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we have a bunch of cloud games like they I think they finally figured out, like, look, this doesn't really sell well. Uh, and it's actually hurting our business probably because people are thinking oh if this is the only way i'm going to play new games i'm not i'm not buying them for this thing speaking of handhelds uh we just had another pc handheld announced or not announced but kind of like leaked uh today the ms msi is apparently making their own and you know playstation had the portal and that thing has sold incredibly well considering that all it does is remote play mm -hmm. um Xbox has been a big touter of the cloud and everything else. Do you think that Microsoft maybe caves and says, you know what? We need to have one of those, our own proprietary one that's Xbox. Do you think we get an Xbox version of the portal? I hope so, but it's just the Zoom with an X instead of a Z. <laughs> uh Randy, you think we get one of those, or Microsoft is cool with just... Can all these other yeah. PC portables play Game Pass, right? Uh, all of them except for Steam natively. You have to do a backdoor thing with Steam, with the Steam Deck, but the rest of them, because they run Windows, yes, they, they can. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I know Xbox doesn't want to put Game Pass on, on Sony and Nintendo stuff, but I, I think if they can allow all these other PC manufacturers to, to pay the price for all these portable consoles and make it work and then they can throw game pass on all that stuff i don't 
we don't really need a portable system for Microsoft. They're doing a great job with their Game Pass and, and making it playable in so many different fashions. PlayStation, I really think, dropped the ball with with their portal. I, I attempted to do um, cloud gaming and stuff with them just in my house, and I can't do it. So I'm, I'm not going to get the portal because it would absolutely not work. Yeah. <laughs> Idaho internet is poor. We'll just say yeah. that. So I tested it. And just playing on a, a, a basic game, uh, my phone lost its mind. So, yeah, more portable is stuff. Your is your PS5 totally fine, hardwired but, or no? Yeah, it's all hardwired. Okay. It's just the internet is brutal. I, I, I get internet warnings when we do StreamYard, and I'm hardwired into my PC. So, just the internet here is garbage. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. I, I don't have necessarily much of a problem when I try to do the cloud uh it probably helps also that my router is in my room so when i'm playing it uh i'm not that far from it mm-hmm. i i know i can obviously understand the people that their internet is not as good so you know it's not going to work as well uh, i have heard there's a difference between whether your ps5 is hardwired or not whether it works as well i never had a problem with the remote play when i've tried to do it uh let's say at my girlfriend's house which is like 15 minutes away from where i live I, it works uh, just fine. Um, I think it would be awesome if Xbox did something like that, though, because as somebody that does like to play remote play, I've thought about it a bunch of times with the portal because it is really cool having a Switch, loving my Switch, loving having my Switch portable. I love having that thing in my hand and not having to, like, prop up my phone and do all this stuff that you have to do with it and then if i get a notification oh there goes the game you know like it's so much easier to have that thing in your hand um and i and i've thought about it. i've asked mark like which of those pc portables uh do you think is the best because i don't i i'm on my com- i'm on a computer working all day the last thing i want to do is come over to my laptop and then play a game mm-hmm. you know i'd rather go hold this thing in my hand, a controller or something and go, okay, I'm going to play that, you know? So I do think that the the reason why these things are selling well is because a lot of people have that notion of I'd rather just play with this thing and not my PC or whatever, you know? So I don't know. I don't, I don't think they will because I feel like we would have gotten an announcement by now. I would be a total shock if they did, but it'd be interesting if they did it. Well, there's always been rumors that there's always been like a portable Xbox or whatever. I mean, that's for a year. I mean, for almost a decade, if not more. But yeah, nothing ever happened. I don't think Microsoft is a great hardware company. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, uh, the Series X one's great. Uh, the Series S for what it does was great. But yeah, doing a handheld is a much different proposition, obviously, you know. Um, but I mean, c- talking about these companies, uh, what do you think, like, when you look at the outlook for PlayStation this year, Randy, you're the you're the big PlayStation mm-hmm. guy. Like, what are you excited about the most? Like, what do you what do you see from them this year? Honestly, I think this year is going to be a, a, a slower year for Sony. They may try to get something out in the fall. And I don't I don't think we're not going to get anything from their first party studios, especially in the second half of the year. But I really think that their message is going to be 2025 is going to be a banger and and you know it's just one of those weird situations that that they found themselves in and, and we are still kind of right at that tail end of what covid messed up is the schedules got a, a bit weird that's why 2023 was so stacked with games and even the beginning of 2024 
But for Sony, just the way everything is, has fallen out and, and obviously their focus on the multiplayer games and Last of Us factions falling apart and, and that vision kind of going awry before a, a lot of these games even see the light of day has kind of put them a bit behind the times and uh, Jim Ryan leaving will kind of push things as well. So I think 2024 is going to be pretty quiet as far as, as Sony goes, but with any of their state of plays or whatever they do around what used to be the E3 time, I think the entire message is going to be, it's quiet now, but look what what's coming in the next 12 to 24 months. And, and please get excited about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you were telling me, you were showing me the, uh, that they had the trailer that they yeah. released, you know, mm-hmm. I think a couple of days ago or today even of the games that they have coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of them are jammed into the first three months, basically. Yeah. And then it's the first three months and many games where I'm like, that's actually coming out this year. Like zero yeah. release dates or we have not heard from them in years. But hey, <laughs> please get hyped because we have to have something on our system. Right. Uh, a lot of third party. There's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and exclusives that they have deals with or, you know, something like Stellar Blade and Rise of the Ronin where they're doing the production side, Helldivers mm-hmm. too, that kind of thing. Uh, Mark, is there something like you're expecting from Sony this year? Anything surprising? This is the year they finally bring back Kevin Butler. <laughs> yeah, they now need that. Uh, now that Jim Ryan's force. gone. Yeah, they need to bring have, have a charismatic man in the position. Yeah, I mean... I, you know, like Randy said, like there's not, they haven't really announced a ton of stuff past, you know, March. I mean, so far the biggest game probably this year is going to be that Last of Us 2 thing. And right. it's like, that's not great if you're relying on that, at least at the moment. But I mean, they'll have, they might have that Venom thing out later this year. Uh, mm-hmm. if that is rumored to come out this year. Uh, but, you know, like a, a, a pretty slow year, but compared to like last year that's fine <laughs> yeah i mean last year if we're gonna talk about exclusives they mm-hmm. had the spider-man 2 and you know Final Fantasy 16 and a few others but they didn't have this like monster year of releases um but i mean that worked out for them fine you know they were still out selling xbox and doing all the things they do uh you know speaking of news do you think we do get that ps5 pro before the year is over or no. announced maybe but i don't know if it'll come out by the end of the year i, I think we'll have much greater chances in that xbox the tin can model okay um yeah i'm of the i would hope that they understand that although i'm sure people will buy it I, i'm mm-hmm. sure if it really does have the dlss and all that stuff that they're touting they're only people that always love to have the newest thing and they'll buy it but i think if we're looking at the reality of, I don't think we've really had that many games that have taken advantage of this is the PS five and this is what it can do. And then you're already going to release another thing that is more powerful. And you're going to tell people, Hey, buy this thing. I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit not kind of reading the room uh, and understanding that this is a, we're still in a bad Mm -hmm. economy recession happening you know all that so people don't have a ton of money let's not let's focus on the games and getting people hyped up for the games and what's coming next for your i mean there's so many studios now that are supposedly working on games and service are they still going to be doing that what are we doing Mm -hmm. and you guys 
Yeah. You guys have better memory than I do. Was there a big IP that came out when the PS4 Pro came out? Or did it just kind of come in into a dead period? Uh, I, wasn't that like Horizon? Or is that like a patch? I think that might have been a patch. But uh, it was like, oh, this looks way better now that with the Pro. That's the only one I can kind of think of. Yeah, Because that's what I'm thinking too. Because with it looking like it's going to be a quiet year, I don't almost feel like it would be a... Hey, this next big IP, whether it's like the next God of War or Ghost of Tsushima 2 or something, is coming out, but it looks so much better on the PS5 Pro if you want to get that. And then they kind of can bundle that all together. I've I've really honestly felt like both Xbox and and Sony are waiting to release their their next point fives or whatever based around Grand Theft Auto 6 and how yeah. beefy that game is going to be. So Exactly. I, I do. Th- I, I'm with Mark. I do think Xbox has the better chance of coming out at the end of this year, just to try to to get the head start. Yeah. But I, I do think both of them would really like to have their point fives out at or around whenever Grand Theft Auto Six launches. Next. Yeah, that would make it around 2025 then, because we don't even know if Grand Theft Auto Six is going to come out in 2025 or not, because it's not mm-hmm. like they don't delay those big games mm-hmm. like that. So. I mean that thing looks pretty, pretty far along that trailer. So uh, you think so? Okay. Yeah, I think the craziness of you know people speculating it's going to cost a hundred dollars is bananas. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's one game that can command that. It would be Grand Theft Auto Six, and people will gladly pay it because they know that they're going to get thousands of hours of entertainment. I don't like right. the prospect of what that means once you have somebody do it. What stops everybody else from doing it, right? right? Um, so I mean, I, I worry about that as well. It was like, are we gonna start pricing people out of video games where it's like every game costs a hundred dollars? I don't know, man. You're really gonna start con- making mm-hmm. me think about what games. I mean, I already have to do that with seventy dollars. Uh, right. You put you put thirty mm-hmm. more dollars on there. That's that's really making me have to choose about what game I'm buying. Uh, it might be only one, maybe two, a whole year. And then everything is else is waiting for sales. And then how does that really help you if people are not buying things at launch when that's when you still need people to buy things? Um, if you're if everybody's buying your game when it comes down to 60 or 70 dollars because you priced it too high, uh, what was the point? Right. Um, it, yeah, it, I, I'm worried about more negative things happening this year, like what we saw in 2023 than I am positive. Uh, just because, you know, what we talked about before with the AAA gaming budgets going out of control and uh, what's what is going to happen there? Are we going to start seeing smaller games get announced because of that? Like, is Sony going to open up a studio that's their only focus is to do double A type stuff? Um, you know, it is Xbox is kind of already doing that with Game Pass, but it'd be interesting to see what Sony does on that end. Are they going to start doing that? Is is that their pivot from games of service where it costs too much to do this that much? So maybe we're going to shift some of those people off of that that don't want to do multiplayer stuff and say, okay, you're going to start doing smaller budget things. Do they start mm-hmm. remaking games that maybe, let's say like a, a Jack and Daxter that Naughty Dog doesn't want to do, but somebody else, mm-hmm. here, you do this, right? Wasn't, um, the point of, wasn't that Blue Point's point? Or the yeah, whole, but you can't have Blue Point work on five games at once, right? You can have other studios yeah. that do what Blue Point does as well. So it'd be interesting to see what 
what Sony does on on that end too with mm-hmm. with the PlayStation. Do they use PS Plus more? You know, uh, they have that there. We don't. They don't use it like they do. Like Game Pass does. Do you see them doing anything different with that this year, Randy? I, no, I probably want them to I, do. I would but. love them to. They honestly, they do a lot. I mean, it's not as much as Game Pass. Uh, the, the day one stuff that Xbox does is just unbeatable for the, uh, the the price that they do. But the the three games you get for free for just having the base tier every month has been very hit or miss over the last couple of years always sucks for me it's like oh that game's great but i already have that one and then such things happen but it's the right. middle of the month for their their second and third tier stuff i still think their their classics segment is just horrible and I, i'm disappointed they're finally getting into the jet moto stuff so maybe we'll start getting the, the rest of those out they got twisted metal out finally but still there's so many games that were on the original playstation that just should be on this service. They are trickling it out even slower than what Nintendo does. And that's horrible to say, but it's that second tier. I really think where the money is, is at and you get your best you know, value from, cause they announced what seven to 12 games. And a lot of them are really fun. I, I almost end up playing more of those games and new games. That's why I had so much problems coming out with my top 10 last week was because most of my time playing games were stuff that came out two or three years ago that I missed and they threw in there. So again, it's no game pass. It's not a game pass competitor. I would like them to do more and put their, their first party stuff out there at least sooner, maybe like six months after the game comes out, the first party games will come out. We're still waiting on several of those to, to hit PlayStation Plus. So hopefully they, they bump it up a bit more, especially with, we all believe they're going to have a slower year with first party games coming out, but it's Sony. So I'm not, I'm not going to believe it. Mark, you think they might use it more this year to combat that a little bit? It'd be nice, especially mm-hmm. for the, like the retro stuff, but no, until they get someone like a CEO or someone who actually cares about that stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think the telling sign is the report that came out at, out of the those terrible ransomware attacks leaks from the Insomniac thing is how much money they lost from putting Horizon the the second Horizon on there. Hidden West, yeah, yeah. For when it, they lost like eighty five million in revenue that they could have got if they didn't put it on PS Plus, and I think Sony sees that. Now I don't know how much of a bottom line person the next CEO is compared to Jim Ryan, but we know Jim Ryan was huge about that mm-hmm. um yeah. i think they look at that and that scares them into doing that too quickly and how mm-hmm. much money we lose i mean i think if they're going to tell people that are doing pc that they're not coming out with the game on pc for like two to three years i think maybe getting it a year after it comes out on yeah. ps plus is perhaps the earliest they'll do uh you know but i do think the things that we saw last year which uh, you have your your primo like indie games like Chia and Teardown and things like that. They could do more of those, mm-hmm. right? Which that could help sell people on. Oh, here's a new game. Uh, I could and Chia was actually really good. So if you have more of those, I think that's good too. It's a, it's a good like go between of okay, you get a nice a new game. Maybe it's not the biggest mm-hmm. AAA release or whatever, but it's still something cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when Sony announces the new PlayStation CEO is Bobby Kodak, then you know everything will be all right. Oh, God. <laughs> could you imagine what a slap on that? I wonder how people would take that. I think a lot of people would be upset. But that would be amazing. But I think he's, isn't he trying to, like, buy Paramount or Warner Brothers or something by himself? Oh, okay. 
let's go on the other side they're their their competitor i guess xbox um you know their big thing is they got the Activision blizzard deal to go through right how long do you think it takes for them to announce this mobile gaming thing on their end and do you how do you think it will integrate with with game pass at all or are are you are you even interested in it if they did you know release something like that randy like let's I, say they not, have a i'm yeah. just i just don't do mobile games i yeah. like I, I feel so bad for the Switch. I'll play it from, from time to time, but it stays in its dock for the most yep. part. I don't take advantage of the portability. A lot of it is just, like, if I'm leaving the house, it's going to work or it's going to get chores yeah. done and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going... I, I'm not somebody that goes out at, to, like, the park and wants to play a game. If I want to play a game, yeah. I'm just going to sit at my house. And I am lucky enough where... Uh, my, my kids are very much in, into gaming. And again, I, I, I keep all the old systems and stuff and, and we all have TVs in our room. So it's, there's rarely a fight to try to take over the main TV. And if somebody's playing that, there, there's plenty of other stuff for me to play. So just portable gaming is just never really clicked to me. I, I, I totally get it. And I know that there's a big market for it. Nintendo has, has shown it. So I, I could this be that big uh, Xbox presentation in june where they go all out that that's possible i also think that's when we'll see a lot of the activision blizzard games start hitting game pass so that'll kind of be their big another big selling point that they will have on their e3 show or whatever it's going to be so weird not to even call it the e3 season because it's just we can't even pretend i think we're, I think we're still around. going to call it that we're still <laughs> we have, us old we, we heads are going to call it that yeah i'm not calling it summer game fest season i, I just i refuse yeah I think what they'll do is they'll announce some type of like Game Pass tie-in where it's like, okay, if Game Pass, now you get like a 20% bonus in Candy Crush or you might get more crap in Diablo Immortal or something like that. That's about the yeah. only extent. Mm -hmm. But like, even like, they can't just bring out like a Halo on like a mobile phone and right. that'll never work, especially for how much they're going to want to I mean, they already it. have the cloud for that. You can already yeah. do that technically. On but also phone. like, most people, most cell phone gamers aren't going to, like, whip out a Bluetooth controller. Like, they don't have that on them or anything. So. Right. I mean, they do try to put a lot of games with Game Pass with the touchscreen. Uh, and they continually update that. So I do give them props for that. Like, every time I go in there and I happen to be at a doctor's office or something, and I, because I don't, I'm not going to be, like you, Mark, I'm not carrying a Bluetooth controller in my pocket with me. That just looks stupid. Mm -hmm. But I will pull out my phone and be like, okay, what's on Game Pass? Oh, what's available with the touchscreen? And then I'm kind of amazed that there's actually more and more games every time I go in it. Um, like today, I was with my um, father-in-law at, the, at the, his doctor's, and I pulled out my phone, and oh, hey, there's this, there's like five more games that work with the touchscreen. Um, you know, that, a credit to them for that, to making it the most uh, usable thing that they possibly can. Uh, I, I think with Xbox also is... With now that they have all these IPs, do they take advantage of that and start announcing things? No, right, with these IPs, you, never. No, because they looked at how Fable and Perfect Dark went and went never again. <laughs> okay, but seriously, no. we know that they're going to announce something with um with this. Like, what do you think it would be? You think uh, the rumors of somebody's working on banjo already? Is that going to be it? You think it's uh, those rumors of Guitar Hero again? Like. 
what do you think that those Activision Blizzard IPs, what, what which will be the first ones to it's, that they pull out? It's interesting that this, I mean we have a game coming out this year that that kind of looks like the Guitar Hero stuff, and and I know Fortnite had whatever mode that was kind of like that. It's weird that that's starting to come back, but it seems like a lot of these companies are trying to avoid actually having plastic <laughs> instruments. Yeah, well, they, they are in different ways. For, for the Fortnite one, they are. They are going to make the the guitar controller. Well, that so, that makes sense, especially with yeah. how many people still play Fortnite. But it <laughs> would be interesting to see them try to get back Guitar Hero. But I'm 100 with Mark. Like, yes, they just got another large group of IPs that they can go yeah. through and come up with stuff. And yes, do I, I want another Banjo Kazooie? 1,000 percent, I do. But like Mark said, we've been burnt far too many times with, hey, this game's going to come out. Uh, it's been eight years. Where, also, where, where, where are we going with this? Like, I mean, the, the big reason, one of the big reasons they touted is like, oh, we could get all these Activision Blizzard properties. It's like, Microsoft already had properties you didn't do shit with. Like, yeah. why, would you, why would you assume they're going to do anything with these? Like, I think they might make a new Tony Hawk eventually, but like, they already had, like, it's not like Activision owned Banjo-Kazooie. Like, they that was all that was always theirs and mm -hmm. well not always but since they bought rare it was theirs and they didn't do crap they made one game that was good and that was it <laughs> yeah i wonder what would have happened if nuts and bolts came out and did way well. later <laughs> uh you know because you can there is some similarities to some of the things you do in Tears of the Kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, no, you know. it's a one-to-one -one, what you can do in Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying like you know if 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 that would have come out later. Would that have been appreciated? And like nuts and bolts for everybody just wanted Banjo Kazooie three, and it wasn't that. I do take. I I do think that you know Phil Spencer has a point. While maybe Sony and, and we're seeing it from Sony's end, right? Where Naughty Dog said, "Yo, we don't want to make your games a service thing, and we're not going to do it, and we're not going to sacrifice what we're doing to do the thing you want us to do." And Phil Spencer already kind of has that outlook of. I'm not going to force this studio to make mm -hmm. a Banjo-Kazooie that doesn't want to make a Banjo-Kazooie. So now that you have Toys R Bob, who yes, made thanks. their name making remasters and even new versions of mm -hmm. Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, maybe they are the ones that say, yeah, let us tackle Banjo-Kazooie, please. You know? And yeah. I don't know if it's them or not, but I'm just saying. It should be. And, and I love no. what Phil Spencer says there, and, and that was the big reason i really loved this acquisition for microsoft is because studios like toys for bob went into situations they are not comfortable with like people have their specialties and for whatever reasons companies want to mess with them and go no this is popular right now so even though you're really good at this genre of game this is popular so go make it and then redfall happens because they're not used to making that kind of game and the game's horrible. And then they get blamed for it. It's like, that's not what we do. It's it's like taking LeBron James and saying, now you're playing baseball. It doesn't work. It's like, hey, hey fellas, Michael Jordan, he, he can do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as you right. stay in double A baseball. Exactly. <laughs> if you stay in the lower tier. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it looks like. It looks like it could be a good year for Xbox. I mean, you still got Hellblade as well. You got some other games that we don't know if they're going to come uh, or not. So they have a lot of things to to figure out there. 
Um, going to be interesting to see what direction they take. And then, of course, you know, we talked about the Switch successor. Uh, Nintendo also has games that are like March, and then we don't know, right? That's um, always Nintendo. Yeah. Well, it's true, but I mean, this year we have that looming thing of mm-hmm. when are they going to announce a successor? Are they going to announce a successor? Right. And do they just go ahead and go hog wild and just say, okay, everything that you thought was supposed to be coming like years ago is now coming, right? Like, right. do you think that those rumored uh, Zelda remakes are coming do you think that the 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 metroid prime 2 and 3 that we haven't seen anything are coming uh is metroid prime 4 going to show up before the end of the year like where do you think we're we're at with <laughs> nintendo yeah let's go uh, full pipe dream and just say that these are all done and they're just waiting for the switch 2 to finally get i mean technically that's what they said about metro <laughs> prime 1 right that it was right. done and they were just sitting just on waiting it. Yeah. I think there's something else I've heard that they're supposed to be done and they just are just waiting. This, for the, the Zelda right ones, moment. apparently yeah. those are apparently done too and they're just sitting on them. Like, so it's, they're just waiting for the Switch 2 to, to finally get completely set up and ready to go and a release date figured out and all the details and then they're going to just have this big blowout a Nintendo Direct and all of a sudden we're going to know exactly everything you're going to play in the second half of the year for Nintendo. But that's what they do. It's it's, it's, I mean, it's weird with Sony and Microsoft that we really don't know what's happening, especially in the second half of, of this year. But for Nintendo, they really go three months at a time and we'll get a direct probably next month if that'll mm-hmm. yeah. set you up until June. And then we'll get another one in May and then that'll set up the rest of the summer and a little bit of the fall. That's just that's Nintendo really does a great and I give them full props and they do a great job of here's like one game maybe that'll come out next year and get hyped about this, please. But everything else it's, it's coming out in this, in this window, you really, you've not even heard of this game yet, but it's coming out shortly. And then Xbox and Sony are like, Hey, Wolverine will come out in 18 years uh, beyond an evil. Um, <laughs> That's never coming. Never. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Fable. We, we brought up a, a, the screen five years ago. We showed a giant two years ago. We've yet to show you gameplay, but please continue to get hyped about things. And that's what I like about Nintendo. It's here. You don't know what's happening. Here's what's happening. Here's here's a whole list of things that will come out in the next three months. I, I think of those those Metroid and those uh, uh, Zelda. Zelda things are going to happen this year. The Switch 2 better be backward compatible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think if you are going to be releasing remasters and things like that, I think that that definitely shows your hand i wonder when we're going to get some kind of announcement are they going to wait till summer game fest time to to do that and then they release in the fall are they going to announce in the fall and then release in the spring of next year they should, um, they should get they should hire reggie back just to announce it oh man that would be amazing please please come back just to do that that'd be great um but i i do think we need to touch on the fact that obviously last year you know 2023 was was not just about the amazing games it was also Mm -hmm. not a great time for the industry and i feel like 2024 is going to be just as bad Mm -hmm. uh i worry about that i i want you know i worry about maybe not so much acquisitions but i do worry about like us seeing more layoffs and more uh studios kind of going down or or things like that i mean are you guys concerned about those things at all do you think somebody's ripe to be acquired that we're just going to get shocked about 
one day and embracer embraces more laughs. Right. <laughs> yeah, with the embracer group, embracer group's gonna lay off more and more people. Will we get an acquisition? Probably. I mean, it seems like that is just the new thing. Uh, who gets acquired? Who knows? We we've been trying to predict things for years. Uh, but yeah. it would not shock me that if we get another big acquisition over the next 12 months, but layoffs are going to happen. And there's one thing that you brought up earlier that, that really kind of just nails it home. And a lot of these companies are now going, okay, these AAA games are just so expensive to make. So now we want to make some, some lower budget games to just try to, to work the cost out, maybe have one or two big, big games, and then some smaller budget games just to kind of fill out the calendar year. Well, those smaller budget games don't need as many people to make. And then yeah. that will be their reasoning as to to lay off more people. And it's 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 the the ugly thing about business. And last year was really rough about that. Uh, and I don't think 2024 is going to be a resurgence where all those people that lost jobs are going to get them back. And it, it's a weird time, I think, honestly just with the economy in the state that it's in and covid was a horrible thing and, and with the, the whole world basically shutting down for a while it was a weird time but it has changed everything like companies have found different ways to save money because of the way they were able to work around you know places being closed and having less people available to work they they learned that they didn't need as many people as they thought they needed or they found cheaper ways to do this or that and mm -hmm. They're going to continue to make that work. And unfortunately, it's going to cost jobs. And it, it, you never like to hear that, but it, it's just kind of the way of the, the business world anymore. Uh, one last thing before we get to the games. Uh, something else that I've been seeing, reading a lot is that due to needing to be more safe, needing to know that your product that you're going to make is going to sell, we're going to see even more remakes and remasters instead of focus on new things. Where do you sit with this? Does this make you sad about gaming? Do you just kind of take it as a face value? Oh, well, they're doing it in movies all the time. So I guess why not games? Uh, I mean, as long as the yeah. remaster is good, mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of for and it's a safer bet. But I, I mean, sometimes it's kind of a, a soulless cash grab and sometimes it's you know needed. Yeah, I've, I've uh, honestly never had an issue with the remasters or, or the remakes, especially with what Capcom has been able to do. Yeah, re I would say like those remaster, for sure. Remake and remaster is different. Like a like a yeah. remake is fine. That's mm -hmm. you know again if they do it well, like Capcom or hopefully this Metal Gear Solid thing, sure. Right. But remasters, I mean, they can be done incredibly lazily or they can be done really well. So, yeah. and yeah, and, as, and as Mark said, as long as they're done well with with the remasters and they are just they're all cash grabs. Let's just let's just throw it out there. Yeah. And I, I totally understand. But as long as they are cash grabs to then fund other projects or in, in some cases test the market. Hey, this remaster of this game came out. If it does well, then maybe, you know, we need to bring this franchise back. Right. I, I'm fine with that. If it's just, well, you know, we, we're waiting on this one game. So let's just throw out this whatever remaster. And like Mark says, we barely do anything with it. We just try to get some money and then we're going to put it in our pockets and not you know, actually use it to to build our company, then th those are the ones I have issues with. Or it's the anniversary of this thing this year, just 30th anniversary. Let's just make a remaster because people will be hyped and, and right. be looking for the game and then it's not great, you know. So, uh, yes, exactly. I'm of that mold as well. Of Let's 
if we're going to do that and we're not going to do the Final Fantasy or the Resident Evil thing and make them different, then we need to make sure that they're really good and really faithful. And the, the issue is, too, sometimes these remakes can also cost you a lot of money. So if you're looking to save money, you got to kind of weigh that out as well. I think EA said uh, that Dead Space remake was not cheap at all. So, um, you know, can they afford to really do that and go bigger and bolder with, with two, which is arguably the, the even bigger game. Uh, so uh, that's, that's the thing you kind of got to look at uh, there as well. You know, doing these doesn't necessarily mean that you're automatically going to get your money back, you know, as, as Konami is, is already seeing with their sort of half-ass, what is that Silent Hill Ascension thing that they're doing that it feels like nobody is talking about because nobody cares about it, and then you're still having Silent yeah. Hill Two remake coming. So, yeah, yeah, all I've heard about that Ascension thing is just super cash grab. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, yeah, totally and, like, and, it, and it has like some of the most like AI like writing, yeah, like, possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's from like Voidberger on Twitter. All she does like rant about the horrible writing. <laughs> And the CEO but, of the company is like, oh, we use writer. We, we're not using AI writers. It's like, if you're using real people to write, they need to be fired. Yeah, I wonder how much AI is also going to factor in this year as well. You know, we had the, the finals come out recently, and they were uh, apparently used AI voiceovers and things like that. So uh, we'll see how that goes and how that, um, because, you know, they still have the video game uh, voice actors strike looming that could possibly happen as well we had the the writers and the screen actors guild so we'll see if that happens with with the uh, video game uh actors and all that but let's go ahead and focus on the games of 2024 the you know what everybody is is here to be excited about and everything um mark i guess we'll we'll go around talk do everybody's tens and then if we have uh the sames we can kind of just talk about it all at once there. And maybe you could throw in an honorable mention instead of the all, sure. you know. So, uh, Mark, well, what is your your number 10 game? Uh, Homeworld 3. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, RTS, I think by, well, I think uh, Randy Pitchford, or Randy Pitchford Studio on, like, makes it now, or they, like, co-make it. But I like the, I didn't play the remaster one, but I like the Desert to Karak one. And, you know. RTS games are pretty uh, rare these days, so yeah, especially uh, science fiction ones. So. All right, I mean, I, I not, keep seeing the trailer for it like constantly. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I made I made a bigger list, so I'll also mention like, uh, and this is kind of nebulous if it's going to come out or not, but Lollipop Chainsaw Repop. I'm I'm sad that it's more of a remaster now instead of a remake. Yeah, but. Yes, that well, was one of my favorite games from back. Yeah, then. at least it won't cost you eighty bucks to buy it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true too, right? Like, what do you care about more? Do you care about the fact that it's going to cost seventy bucks, or do you care about the fact that you know it's a it's a cheaper remaster? So, yeah. Uh, Randy, what's your number ten game there? I've been bouncing around. I have a. a a bit of a larger list like mark said just throwing things at the wall that i found whether they're coming out or or believed to have come out but i'm excited right. for the remake of brothers a tale of two sons absolutely love the first game it looks like they've really revamped some stuff 
everything that they have done over there, I'm going to buy. Obviously, It Takes Two was my game of the year when that came out. And Brothers was phenomenal. And, and I played it alone the first time doing the dual stick stuff. And now I want to play it with with Haley or, or possibly my my son and, and let them experience the game as well. But Brothers was phenomenal. So I'm excited to play it again. Do you think that they, it seems like this is more, they changed it up a bit. It's not the it's sort of done in the same way. This is more of like, this is a co-op game now. Well, I, they, they've cool? added it where you can. I can't remember if you could play the first one co-op, but the first one no. was, no, it was the, yeah, single player the, the whole feel was one brother was the left stick. One brother was the right stick. This one, they've done it where you can still do that and get the feeling of it, but you can also play it co-op i'm curious how that will make the story play out or how the story feels uh, not to spoil it for anyone that's ever played it but they do something in this game that felt yeah amazing with just the way you played it by yourself so adding the co-op makes it really great but um obviously you see if you're watching the, the video stream it comes out one day before another game i'm super excited yeah so, that's that's uh, my only thing i worry about this game is like you're Coming out at like the worst time possible. Right. Uh, but I will play it. Will it be? Yeah. It's either on the day it comes out or a couple of weeks later. But I will be playing. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, I uh, I went and looked, and I was like, man, there's a lot of stuff uh, coming. I had to keep messing around with my list and be like, man, what are these ten games that I really, really am excited about? And um, replaced every time i have seen this game it absolutely looks incredible uh if you haven't seen it at the various uh xbox showcases because it is supposed to be like a you know one of those uh, game pass uh exclusive things um it's uh amazing to me like what this looks like it's like if you can somehow make pixel art even more like amazing they somehow did that in this game and it's you know it's a side scroller but it's like dark and gritty and has this like very interesting premise and it's like i i want that i want that to be out there now and it feels like i thought it was going to come out last year it didn't and it feels like this year is going to be it uh for it and man i think if this hits it's going to be one of those like indie darlings that we're all talking about uh, when it comes to the, you know, game of the year stuff next year. I'm so glad you brought that up. That is a game that I remember watching the trailer of now that you're playing it and totally forgot it existed. So add that to my honorable mentions. <laughs> Make my 10 because I forgot all about it. But yes, I, I'm excited to play that game. All right, Mark, what's your uh, number nine game there? It's the one game that I'm sure is everyone on everyone else's list. Regency Solitaire 2. Wow. Oh, I have to delete yep. it off my own. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it really a solitaire game? Yeah. Yeah, Mark uh, loved okay. the first one. Okay. Yeah, like it's solitaire, but like all like all the uh levels are like in different patterns. So it's not like you know the traditional like row-based solitaire. Okay. Uh but yeah, I like the first one a, a whole lot. The other two games the guy made, uh one of them was a little too story focused and the other was a little too solitaire focused, I guess. So I hope yeah. Regency Solitaire 2 kind of strikes the right balance of what it should do. Uh, yeah, I'm looking really looking forward to it. Um, yeah. It should come out this year because the guy's 
you know, almost done with it, I think, hopefully. Yeah, not knocking you at all, because any pick cross team that ever comes out, I end up having to buy. So I, I totally yeah. get it. Yep. All right, Randy, what's your next one? Uh, mine. Very excited for this one. It might be one of the, the the most played game I'll play on the Switch next year. Mario versus Donkey Kong. Bring me back that old school puzzle platform feel. Everyone that, that ever watches this show when, when I'm able to come on, I always talk about how much I love puzzle games and especially puzzle platformers are always my jam. So getting more puzzles from that, that old Game Boy game, just absolutely. Uh, just give it to me right now. I'm ready to go. Once again, it's in that stupid window in these first three months. So who knows when I'll actually play it. But very, very excited to play more of this. And this is the uh, a perfect game, I think, even for me, where I will take the Switch out of the dock and it'll be one where I'm just lounging in bed or whatever and play. Yeah, because it was originally like a 3DS game, right? Or No, or wait, Mario was... Donkey Kong 94 is a Game Boy game that... This kind of okay goes around, and then they they had more games come out, like you said, I believe on the 3ds that were very much similar to it. Yeah, it looks uh looks really cool. It's one of those like that I'm kind of iffy on. I think I'm definitely gonna wait to see what reviews are for it because uh you know there's a lot of Mario stuff coming this year if you didn't know, and it's like like you said, it's in that time frame where it's like, man, there's so many other games. Like, right. can't possibly buy everything, but this looks cool, too. Just uh, watching this gameplay just makes me realize I need more Captain Toad Treasure Tracker in my life. Dude, oh, that game. yes. That game, that game needs a sequel, Nintendo. Uh, let's go. Uh, that's definitely one that I think if they announce it on Switch 2, people are going to be excited. Yes. Uh, let's let's do it, Nintendo. All right. Um, for me, I'd... The next one, uh, probably uh, another one of these that's going to be uh, Indie Darling. The first time I saw the trailer, I was like, I need to have this game right now, Plucky Squire. Oh, yes. Uh, it looked so awesome. It looks like it's just like, you know, this regular like 2D adventure game done with Zelda. And then all of a sudden it goes 3D and it's like, holy crap, I didn't know you could do this. And it's just it's so cool we don't get games like it's very inventive very different from like something you would expect and then just i love that this exists and that it's going to be a game and hopefully it really does come out this year because i can't wait for it yeah you see the beginning of this trailer and it looks a lot like what what was the indie game where you you painted uh, what'd you say mark concrete genie no, I mean, that one was you paint too, but one that had that same 2D art style. It came out like two or three years ago. Now I'm I'm blanking on it, but it kind of reminded me of that. And like you said, it goes 3D and then you start having the crazy stuff going all over the place. I'm with you. This was number four on my list. I am hyped for this game. Yeah, uh, it's. I really hope it's, it's going to be as awesome as advertised because it looks so much fun. Um and yeah, it, it it was supposed to come out this year, so hopefully, for sure, it's coming, uh, or sorry, it's supposed to come out in 2023, and hopefully it is coming this year, for sure. Oh, Chicory uh, was the game I was thinking Chicory, yes. That, they also have a game that's kind of like, very much like Chicory, called Ite, that's coming, um, except it doesn't have the, sort of like that same story type arc, but it is very much like, oh, the world is gray, and you're going to paint it, and stuff like that, so. There's one to look out for there. Uh, Mark, what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Helldivers 2. Hey, there you go. The big yeah. Sony game. 
Uh, I was talking to Jens about it last night, and I was like, imagine if EDF wasn't shitty. <laughs> they are going to have uh, an EDF sticks, yeah, right? This year. Right. Uh, I, I didn't play the first one. I know it's like top down, uh, but this this one looks really good. It looks like the Starship Troopers game I always would want to play. Uh, I hope co op is good, and I hope the performance is good because it looks like very intensive graphically. So, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is the one, uh, I guess this starts off their role of let's see if we can make this a service game kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I know a lot. I, this is a game that I liked a lot, uh, Helldivers 1, when it first came out. So it's kind of on my, I don't know, I might play it, might not kind of thing. But yeah, I bet this will will definitely get some some big things from sony when this comes out and people are going to be excited are you are you excited for this serenity at all or yeah i never played the first one i'm not a big first person shooter guy so probably not no the first one is top down well i know yeah. I, I know i just haven't played the oh. first one but i th- this new oh. version just i'm not big on yeah fair enough uh randy wh- what's your number eight game there uh my number eight give me little nightmares three i know there's a lot of issues going on behind the scenes and different developers and different people running it but i love the first two the second one kind of mm-hmm. leave you on a, a bit of a cliffhanger though i think it set more up with the first one and again puzzle platformer a lot of stuff going on just creepy graphics that go along with it so i absolutely love this series and excited to play a third one yeah i also am a big uh, little nightmares uh fan so uh, the fact that we're getting a third game and it seems like they just announced it that quick mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, I'm probably not going to play when it first comes out, but it will definitely be one of those that before the year is out, I'm going to go uh, right. check that out. So, yeah, um, hopefully it uh, hits just as good as a uh, one and two did. And, and we're talking about another great one in this really cool series that mm-hmm. I'm glad still exists. The art style in this game is still like really unmatched for right. me. Like, um, the number eight game for me, uh, Stellar Blade. Uh, just every time I I see this game, the action looks so freaking awesome. Uh, this is it's it's the kind of game that I love. Just you have cool character doing cool stuff, destroying things. Uh, let's see where the story goes or whatever they're they're gonna do with it. But yeah, I mean, hopefully it does come out this year because this is another one of those that it feels like was supposed to come out uh, last year and then uh, it didn't. It got delayed, and it, it's crazy that they've been showing this thing. I think since like the PS5 was uh, like supposed to come out, like during the first showcase, didn't they? They show this or at least in the second one. So, yeah, man, uh, please come out this year because uh, I, I want to play it. It looks awesome every time I see it. Uh, either one of you have an f- interest in this at all or no? Not really. <laughs> It'd be nice. All right. I mean, it looks, looks okay, but, you know, reminds me like G-Police or something. <laughs> G- G-Police. All right, Mark, what's your next uh, game? My number seven is The Wolf Among Us 2. You think that's actually going to come out this year? I think so. Yeah, uh, I mean, Telltale. I think they're back to their one game, one game per year model. Hopefully, and they just finished the Expanse. So, I mean, this. I think they're. I think this is their next game, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I, it is supposed to be there. 
I don't think it'll finish this year. I think it'll come out this year. Like the first episode will hit, you know, like the fall yeah. or when you know, winter maybe. Mm-hmm. But were uh, they I think they were trying to not do the episodic format with this. I think they were gonna try to just release it all together. Uh but, they don't, yeah. who knows with them at this point. Yeah. Uh I know the expanse was episodic, but you know, I really like the first one a lot. Uh that's probably like one of their like last greatest games. Uh I just hope they can mm-hmm. kind of recapture some of that magic. We'll see, because Telltale is kind of a weird company now. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely loved Wolf Among Us 1. Uh, I think it is, when you look at like the overall, everything they've done with that, perhaps aside from the first season of Walking Dead, their best story. Um, and then to have this come out, and hopefully it can eclipse that or be this similar. I, I guess you're yeah. forgetting about their Game of Thrones series. Oh my <laughs> lord! Let's not bring that up. Most needless, yeah. Uh, Randy, are you on this at all? Is... No, I need to go back and play. I never even played the first one. I'm with you guys. I, I played The Walking Dead season one. I think I played season two as well. Game of Thrones. I think I maybe made it to episode three before I just gave up. On yeah, it, so. you made it three episodes further than I did. I mean, I saw that thing. I was like, nope. I. It was. <laughs> It was as bad as it looked. Yeah, for sure. Randy, what's your next? uh, My number seven is one I'm hesitantly excited about because this definitely could be a game that comes out and just bombs and they completely miss the mark and everything is horrible about it. Or it's going to be fantastic. Uh, Alone in the Dark. Bring back Ah. that franchise uh the trailer gives me hope that it's going to be that campy over the top goofy horror that i'm wanting from this series the weird characters that they show add in with some some horror stuff that's what i'm hoping for um obviously if the stuff doesn't land or everything is is just kind of off then i would not be surprised if like the metacritic score of this game is like in the 50s um, but I'm hopeful for it. I hope that they, they nail it. it. But this is one that is, uh, I'm like you with Mario versus Donkey Kong. I will wait for the reviews to come out. But I am optimistic about this game. I mean, this is also what the third version of Alone in the Dark. Uh, this is another reboot. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course, this is another Embracer joint. So, yeah, which again, uh, which is why I'm worried. <laughs> It's either going to be the start of the franchise or it's going to make people wish that this didn't come out. How long have the Dark Souls been like the weirdest franchise? Because yeah. I don't, I mean, it has like this weird fan following kind of, but like I yeah. don't think any of their games are good. Or like, the you first know, one, fair. it's fair. Yeah, I, yeah, fair. I, I don't think negative. I mean, it's always been kind of interesting. And hey, we got an Uwe Boll movie out of it. So, yeah. Uh, but like, it always seemed like just, I wouldn't say knockoff because they were developed on the same time. Like there's a weird like Resident Evil, you know, B tier or, you know, C movie tier like version yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, it's kind of like a, oh, Alone in the Dark came out and then Resident Evil just took sort of similar concepts and then ran with it and became the bigger franchise, right? Where Alone mm-hmm. in the Dark is kind of like, People look at it as oh, it's supposed to be. It was supposed to be one of the forefathers. Like, why are people just like not into this? And it's like, well, I mean, they it didn't do as well. So, um, I I do hope it it does well, just because you, I want to be able to see the fans of the franchise have their game that they point mm-hmm. to and say, okay, let's let's have more of these. But you got a good one. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got a good one. Finally. Yes. Yeah. If, if they nail it, I guarantee you it's a top five game of the year on my list. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I would not bet on it because again, alone in the dark does not have the greatest history. And, but I, it's, it's one of those games. I'm Maybe if this was the most intriguing list, it, it would be even higher on my list, but I'm, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping they hit it. I'm hoping it works. Right. Yeah. Uh, definitely for you. Uh, Randy, I hope it uh, I hope it works as well. Um, the uh, number seven for me is technically the first uh, big game of 2024. Uh, Prince of Persia, the Lost money. Crown. Yeah. Stop uh, stealing my list. <laughs> I I'm not a huge Metroidvania person, but I love Prince of Persia, and I love that you know sense of time game. I was really pumped for them doing the remake, and then they kind of just made this. Uh, they delayed that and made this like 2D Metroidvania version, and this looks awesome. With the gameplay, it looks so mm-hmm. much fun, and uh, it looks like the story is going to be cool. And I can't wait to do all the traversal stuff with this. Like, yeah, man, this looks great, and then it's coming so early too. Just mm-hmm. and there's a demo coming also like next week, so. Yeah, man, this looks like it's going to be one of the first ones that we're going to be talking about. Hey, this game of the year, and then wait till they wait till we get to yeah. November and everybody forgets about it. <laughs> oh, hundred! I guarantee you, when we do our game of the year stuff, we're going to go. That came out this year. Yeah, right. But yeah, it looks great, and like you said, it it it's it's coming out here very soon. And yeah, it'll be the, the yeah. first game that I get in twenty twenty four. I mean, I know people already have like review copies of it, so. Yes, I also know people that are doing review copies of this too. Um, yeah, uh, I'm happy we're getting the demo so you can try it out and mm-hmm. uh, do that too. And and of course, also, if you don't want to spend all the money, you can just get Ubisoft Plus for a month and beat it and be done with it. Uh, there's that too. Uh, you know, I might consider doing that because I know I have Black of Dragon to buy <laughs> a week later. So, um What's your number six, uh, Mark? Uh, it's Expeditions, a Mud Runner game. So oh man, this is a, Mark and his Mud Runner. Yeah, this is like Snow Runner sequel, but okay, it looks a lot more exp- like exploration focused. Uh, so that's cool. It looks really nice, I think. Uh, yeah, I just think they, I, I like Snow Runner a lot, so this will be my game of the year. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, uh, but I'll I'll play it. I'll and I'll talk to Jens about it, and I'll hate it. So that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, number of times I, the, the number yeah, of times I've seen SnowRunner on PS Plus and thought about giving it a try because Mark talks so highly about it. I just haven't yeah. done it yet. If it hits yes. like 10 bucks, I'd say grab it. You know, oh, it's like, free. It's, it's on PlayStation okay, yeah. Plus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say give it a shot. Like It's not for everyone, but I think I find it like an oddly relaxing game. Same thing as, yeah. like, uh, you know... I've been playing a lot of that Power Watch Simulator thing. Yeah. That I, game is definitely that. Yeah. I would yeah. have the Platinum if it wasn't glitched. I played a lot of that over a couple of weeks. What, uh, what glitched on it? Or what's the, what was uh, the I, It won't give me my story trophy. Oh. Uh, why? I, I beat all the story missions, but apparently there was an update that messed up the final video you get. And people online are saying because of that update, you can't get your story trophy unless you go back and play the old ones yeah yeah so apparently like you beat the game originally and it was just showing um pictures and then the update made it where the little recap video you get yeah yeah 
they they they're supposed to play all of those at the end. Well, apparently with the update, it doesn't fix your beginning one. So Ooh. the trophy uh. goes. Well, you didn't finish those, so no trophy for you. It's literally the only uh, trophy I have left in that game, and yeah. I don't know if I want to go back and do it all again. But right. I'm, I'm with you, Mark. Those. Those kind of games, Power Watch Simulator and what you're saying about SnowRunners are so fun just to listen to a podcast and play. Yeah. So I totally get the appeal of it. And again, you're making me really think about just downloading See, like, it and giving it a try. Like Jens and another friend of mine like don't understand the appeal because they call it like busy work. And it's like, yeah, it's not it's not busy. Like that's like, it's the opposite of busy work. You're doing it's, a like, task. Relaxed work. Really? Yeah. 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 So it's it's the perfect game to do something. It's like I don't want to just sit down and stare at a wall and listen to a podcast for three hours, but listening that's to a what, podcast for three hours and doing something, something like that, that right. kind of a game makes that's, total that's sense. That's the opposite of Yen. So let's sit there and let's listen to Rush for th four hours staring at the wall. <laughs> no, I'm the I'm same good. way. I, for me to listen to a podcast, I got to be either driving in the car. Yeah. Or I got it, or I'm working. Like, I don't do mm -hmm. the whole sit in my room doing nothing, listen to podcasts. Like, Right. Actually, I stopped listening to podcasts that much during the pandemic because I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't able to do anything. You know, so yeah. Um, all right. Um, where are we going, Randy? You're yep. next. This one might Maybe. be on one of your lists uh, a bit higher up. I'm still unsure whether it's the style of game that I'm going to get into. But Rise of Ronin looks extremely fun to me. Looking at trailers okay. last night, trying yeah. to come up with my list. Just you know the whole is it samurai stuff? Uh, there's different. It's, it's samurai, of, yeah. Samurai, yeah. Just I I don't know if with the, the gun combat in there or whatever, or if it's just going to get too hard, or if it's a Souls like game and it's just going to blow me out of the water. So I, just I'm going to be honest games. with you. Go ahead. I'm going to be honest. The reason why it's not on my list is because it's very much like it feels like it's very much like Neo. Yeah, but it and, just graphically yeah. looks really fun. Again, it might be a game that I bounce off of. The, the trailers out there make it look really interesting. And, and honestly, there's been other games lately. Talked about it what, last week where I played the two-hour demo of Baldur's Gate 3, and that's definitely not a game for me. But it hit all the boxes, and now I'm really thinking about finally going around and trying that game. And Rise of Ronin with the trailer kind of hit yeah. those boxes for me and connected the stuff with how much I really like Ghost of Tsushima. And you know, yeah. add that with this style of gameplay. Maybe it's the one that finally gets me into this kind of genre. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to at least trying it out. Hopefully, like with some of these other games, they'll, they'll give me an hour or two demo and I can try things out and see if I really like it. But I'm looking forward to it. Man, I, I love the whole aesthetic with the samurai and everything. And, and the story looks awesome. And it's just that whole, I don't know if I want to spend $70 on something that plays like Neo and then I'm going to be hitting my head against the wall trying well, to it's a little more yeah. action packed yeah. at least for action focused like mm -hmm. not like, quite as methodical as Neo so that's I, I'm definitely say. going to mm -hmm. wait to see how the reviews go and then I'll I'll wait my only problem is also this comes out the same day as Dragon's Dogma 2 which I'm more excited about and yeah that's that's my issue too it's like there's only so many games <laughs> Uh, and another game that's on my list also comes out the same day uh, as well. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if I can spend a hundred and or what is it would be like two hundred dollars on three games at once. But man, this game looks great. And I'm glad that uh, Sony was able to 
add this to their to their lineup for sure. This is going to be. I think this is the last of their known games that we know uh, for the 2024 so far. Um, the next game on my list, Unicorn Overlord, which is the next uh, Vanillaware game. Which you know, if you uh, know Vanillaware, the Odin Sphere, um, was it uh, Aegis, Aegis 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim? Uh, they do games like that, they're known for their like really cool art style. Uh, except for this one, is like a tactics, like strategy game, so um. I'm kind of of the I'm trying to be very optimistic, uh, hoping that I'm not getting myself hyped for something that I wind up like not liking because tactics games are it's either like um, triangle strategy where I absolutely love the crap out of it or like Fire Emblem <laughs> where I wind up not liking it. Uh, so I'm hoping this is the the former and because of the art style and the people making it, I am really going to like it. Uh, yeah, but Unicorn Overlord looks really cool, and yeah, I'm I'm hyped to get this when it when it comes out too. Um, Mark, where you know I know you like these kind of games. I like some, some of them. Uh, I liked Grim. Uh, I liked Grim Grimoire and uh, the Dragon's Dragon Crown, right? Yeah, but I really dislike Thirteen Sentinels because of like the actual gameplay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, uh, that game is much more about the story than the gameplay. Yeah. Jens kept typing it up. I'm like, this is not great to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jens, that was Jens's game yeah. that year. Like, he was so hyped on that game, like crazy. Um, I'm sure I'm I'm surprised he hasn't started talking to you about this game already, yeah. Mark. Uh, all right, Mark, what's your your, your next Number five? Yes. Uh, mine is uh, Aiden Chronicles Hundred Heroes. Okay, yeah, the Sweetening. Uh, yeah, big Suikoden fan. Uh, this is the actual RPG one, not the like weird platformer that came out, I think, last year or two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is the final Kickstarter one. I, I actually didn't back the Kickstarter, but I'll get this when it comes out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Suikoden, so hopefully this lives up to that like reputation. Yeah, this is going to be on Game Pass yeah. uh, as well, so you know we could all try it out. Um, I'm kind of like... Speaking and just was one of those games that like I was not playing RPGs that much when that game came out, and then obviously the inflated price that that game is mm-hmm. has led to where I never tried it out, and uh, so I I was also kind of when the they did the Kickstarter this I was sort of uh, kind of intrigued with this, um, but having been on Game Pass, definitely gonna try it out for sure. Yeah, uh, Randy, are you interested in this at all? I'm or? loving this podcast. I didn't know this was even a thing. I, I was a big Suikoden fan on their their PlayStation games one and two, and yeah. I, I they kind of lost me when they hit PS2, and and then the series kind of left my radar. But I didn't even know this was a thing, and especially that you saying it's on Game Pass. Um, again, add this to an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, this one this comes one out well. a little bit later in April. I think like April third. Yeah. And it looks good. So, uh, I mean, it's not it's not even on my list, but they're making that speaking of one and two collection this year. Yes, that's uh, coming out. So that'll be nice. All right, Randy, what's your next one? 
Uh, my number five was taken, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. So I'll go down to my honorable mentions and just throw one out there. I'm pretty sure if we did this podcast in 2019, uh, the prequel to this game was on my list and I never played it, even though I was excited for it. But they're going to get me again. Cat Quest 3 looks go. hilarious and fantastic. And I want to play it. I guarantee you, if you go back four years ago, I said the same thing about Cat Quest 2. Never, ever played it. Um, but again, mm-hmm. they get me with the trailer. It looks fantastic. Haley absolutely loved it as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Will I actually play it? We, we will. But yeah, the, the trailer put a big smile on my face. And I want to, I would like to play it. That That we will go there. I love the fact that this is a, like, they just did a spoof on, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like, I I actually think I was offered to review Cat Quest 2, if I'm not mistaken, um, when it came out. Uh, but, yeah, the fact that they just went full ham with Cat Quest mm-hmm. 3, I think I, I remember the, was it Game Awards or Summer Game Fest trailer when they finally showed this, and it was like, Okay, this is just having too much fun. I'm kind of interested. Uh, But yeah, this looks cool. And I'm hoping that uh, we get a lot of people like Randy that are excited uh, for this. And actually play it this time. Yes, play it. Um, All right. My next game, uh, I'm pretty sure it's probably somewhere on Mark's list. Metaphor Refantasio, the uh, going high fantasy for Persona. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be more action-y than the Persona games are. Um, not to mention, oh my god, the style that oozes out of this game is uh, freaking amazing. Not sure if it's a, if the fact that Microsoft is the one doing all of the press uh, <laughs> press for it means that they're going to be it's going to be on Game Pass or not. But man, if it is, I'm playing it day one. Even if it's not, this game looks so freaking awesome. Like you can definitely, t- you obviously immediately as soon as they start showing gameplay of this thing, uh, immediate that is made by the Persona folks, and uh, they aren't bashful about telling you. And it's it looks great. Like this, this looks so freaking awesome, and uh, I can't wait to play some of it, man. Just look at that freaking yeah, they- art style. It looks awesome. It does look cool. I, it, I just kind of forgot about it though. Where you know, I'm just you know, just it yeah. Announced it a few it times seems and... like it shouldn't be coming out this year. Yeah. Like it should be like farther away. But it feels like I think it is. I mean, it looks for sure. pretty done. It looks pretty, you know, decently along. Yeah, I just want to see them do something that's not just the that's like we're out of the high school thing. Like, what could we do? Because there's so many people that ask like. Could we ever have a Persona game that's not in the high school setting, right? And I think this is that team saying, "Yeah, we could do it. It won't be Persona, but it'll be this." Now it'll be, now it'll be high elves and, and furries. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this looks great. Uh, Mar- uh, Randy, I don't know where you are with the uh, Persona no, series. I, or... I've, I've bounced off that series a couple of times. Yeah, understandable. Uh, Mark, what is your number four? So mine is actually a port, uh, but that's fine. The uh, Tomba HD or the, uh, the Mark limited run this. port. He loves Tomba. Yeah, because I'm a correct thinking person. Uh, no, I add to my I, goddamn list. Another game I, I didn't know was a thing. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I I hope that Tomba one had a few like 
a few small problems like with the journal system uh and you can kind of screw yourself over if you like don't know certain things uh i don't know if this is going to be a direct one-to-one -one port uh or because they did say like the original director is working on this as well so if it'll be like slightly enhanced or slightly less busted but uh yeah tombow one is great it's like uh, i think it's like my second favorite metroidvania game like behind castlevania symphony of the night it's like that good so i'm eager for more people to play it hopefully and to get some stupid 200 dollars limited run edition of it <laughs> yeah i mean that like when they announced this i remember watching that limited run thing and i was just like oh my god mark finally got what he's wanted forever yeah like, forget the stupid jurassic park game collection like most of those games are terrible so um that, I mean, speaking speaking of this uh, this whole thing, uh, that I think I sent you the trailer, Randy. That um, something something Asriel, whatever. Uh, that's supposed to be like a. It it's like a basically like the and and it's funny because they they know what they're doing. The name of the studio is called CDI Software, but it's like CD Eyes. Oh, and oh God! Now that I'm watching this, this is hilarious. Yeah, it's right. the um, it's like basically take the old Zelda CDI games, but let's actually try to make a good game about it. And <laughs> yeah, they they announced that at the limit of one thing too, and I'm just kind of like, oh, I forgot that's coming out. That should be uh, that that's gonna be an interesting one if it actually does come out. Like I watched the trailer yesterday, and I was like, I'm not gonna put this on my list, but it's definitely like right. one that I'll be watching. Yeah. Um. One for sure, the game that I mentioned that's also coming out the same day as Rise of Ronin and Dragon's Dogma uh, 2, Princess Peach Showtime. Because why not let Princess Peach have her game? And this looks cool. It's like Princess Peach dressing up as uh, different characters, doing different things. Um, and I, I just love that. I love the fact that we're giving Peach her own game and, and it's looks like a lot of freaking fun. Like, you know, I'm, I don't know what you think about this, Randy, but when I saw it, I was like, yeah, totally. Honestly, I, I thought about putting this on my list as well, but I just don't know too much about it yet. I, I need another trailer that kind of really tries to sell me on it. It's great that Peach is getting her own game, uh, but we will see. It's just that, that first trailer we got, was decent enough, but I, I'm just still very curious what fully the game is. Yeah, fair enough. There's still part of me that's a little bit of like, what is this game exactly? But it's also mm -hmm. part of the intrigue too. Like, right? You know, uh, could they be doing some Paper Mario in there? What are they doing with this? Like, just, yeah, because um, this is like March, right? Yeah, March twenty uh, second. Yeah. yeah, so we got to be getting something about it soon. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if we get like its own direct or something uh on there all right mark what's your number three uh my number three is what well, the actual game i'm sure is everyone else's list but final fantasy 7 rebirth yeah uh, i'm sure that's like one or two for the rest of you that, the other, the other guys, <laughs> that's but, number one for me yeah for yeah. sure uh and we can talk about that one later so if you want to go on we can go into randy now <laughs> all right randy what's your yeah. number three Wait. When Sean asked me for my 10 games, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I spread out to make it was the entire 10. That was that was my first list. I've changed my list, but uh, my my top three are just nostalgia based, and I've two of them are completely 
out of the blue. I did not think they were coming out this year, but that video I sent to Sean last night from Sony saying, get ready for all the hype games we have in 2024 makes me believe maybe they will come out. Uh, first one for number three, Silent Hill 2 Remake. Uh, we've only really seen kind of the teaser trailer for it. Uh, we haven't gotten too much other than that, so which is why I'm kind of shocked it'll come out this year. My guess it will be a near Halloween release, but Silent Hill 2 was phenomenal. I loved the first three Silent Hill games. Well, the first four. I liked The Room. The Room was good. And then after The Room, it really kind of, that whole series completely fell off. And un unfortunately, that weirdness that we talked about earlier with their Twitch game uh, does not have me hopeful for all of the ideas that they have going out for the rest of them. But Silent Hill 2 is such a phenomenal game. So I'm excited to see what they could do with this and make it look even better. So if it does come out this year, it is a 100% must play. Are you concerned at all about Bloober Team being the one that's working on it? As no, opposed absolutely to not. I think when they got revealed as being the, the studio making it, I, I said I really liked the medium. I liked the gameplay of the medium. I liked the ideas they had. Their story was just bad. The story was rough. And it really wasn't enthralling. But now Bloober Team has a story to work with. They don't have to come up with the story. So you put their gameplay, with, which wanted to be Silent Hill in the worst way already. And then you put the Silent Hill 2 story and atmosphere with it. I think this game's going to be awesome. And I think Bloober Team was the perfect team to do it. Yeah, I've seen other people criticize Bloober Team. But it's like, okay, if you don't want them to do it, who is going to do it? Yeah, Because Konami certainly is going to do it. They don't have the people to do it anymore. So... Mm -hmm you know who else <laughs> yeah i mean they are very passionate about that they want to to be the ones that really bring silent hill back and uh make it a thing and you know um i think that that's awesome that they are doing it i'm glad that konami went and got somebody that's passionate and wants to do this and yeah um that's awesome i'm gonna be keeping my eye on it for sure hopefully it is good uh, my next one is actually an indie game uh, that I didn't know what to make of it when it got announced, but the more I keep seeing of it, the more I'm just like, oh my God, I got to play this. Uh, Pacific Drive. And Sony's shown it on a few state of plays. It yeah, is, that's, that's, uh, that's that station wagon simulator. Exactly. The station <laughs> wagon um, survival game that you basically you have to Go out in the woods, try to get as far as you can. And, and, and like, you also got to repair your station wagon and everything else. And it's like a really cool concept. And I love the fact that this exists. And yeah, yeah. that was my number 15 game on uh, my list. Uh, yeah. And it does have like a story. Like, I don't think it's like roguelike or, you know, like that type of thing. Like, right. You could like go between garage and garage and like find out more about the past and what the hell is going on. <laughs> Yeah, I like that kind of mystery part about it as well. Like that's definitely got me intrigued here. So I'm excited uh, for this for sure. Yep. Um. All right. What's your number two game, Mark? Uh, mine is something I've been waiting for years for, and it's finally fucking coming out. Is Grand Blue Fantasy Relink? Oh yes. Yeah. How long have you had this? Uh, this <laughs> pre-ordered, Mark? Like. Well, not pre-order because they, I mean, they only took pre-orders and started like taking pre-orders like last year. But I think Yen showed me a trailer in 2017. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, Platinum was working on this at one point and then not working on it. And... Right. Yeah. They like left or I don't know what happened. And then Cy Games took over or Cyber... I mean, it might be CyberConnect. I don't know at this point. Yeah. Cy Games. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's good. You know, I think Tales of Arise kind of stole a lot of its thunder because it looks like a lot of the same gameplay, but it looks incredibly like pretty. And it's funny because I don't care at all about Grand Blue as a property. Like, it means nothing right. to me, but I still, the gameplay just looks fun. And I hope the game finally comes out and it's good because <laughs> I pre ordered this $200 special edition. So, damn well, better be good. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I worry about is it's literally coming out like three days after this other game that I'm going to talk about at my number two. And I'm worried that it'll steal its thunder. Um, you know, it it looks really fun. I love the like scale of it, and just obviously the animeness of it and all that stuff. Like this, uh, looks freaking great. Um, just yeah, I'm just worried about like, can we have two RPGs like that? Well, there's a third uh, one also around that week, same week as well. So yeah, that too. <laughs> but um, yeah, it looks freaking awesome, and I know there's a lot of people that have been waiting for this thing to come out for sure. Yeah. Uh Randy? Yeah. I, I put this number two again because of the Sony video that came out. I do not believe it is coming out in 2024, but Metal Gear Solid Delta. You don't. Okay. I don't. They haven't really shown much still. And yeah, it's, just... I, it's on my list, but it's down there. And I'm like, yeah, if this comes out, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not believe at all that it was going to come out in 2024. It was not going to be on my original list until that video popped up. So I might as well just throw it on there. If it does, I'm absolutely playing it. it from what we've seen, it looks great. Hopefully they, they push it to its limit. But the one thing I... Right, am I remembering this right? That it's just the same, not voice cast, but just they're taking the voices from the original and throwing it in here, right? Yes, I yeah. That that is disappointing and has me a bit worried that it's just gonna be a, a thrown together thing. But still, graphically, it looks phenomenal. So I, I, I've loved the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, they really haven't done much wrong. I know without Kojima, it'll be a bit wrong. But at least you know it's just a retold story and. I do wish it was the original that they were doing instead of three. I've I, I, Snake Eater port, wasn't my favorite. Over series. that GameCube one, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the one that I, I think yeah, a lot of that was Matrix, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, so unlike Silent Hill, where I'm totally fine with them going two first because that was the better story and it was kind of the standalone story. Silent Hill one and three combined, and maybe they can do something there. But I really wish this was the original, not. Snake Eater, yeah. but I'll I'll just take more Metal Gear Solid. Period. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised you haven't uh, gotten that collection or whatever. Uh, yeah. for the I got that. Oh, wait, I haven't played cheaper. it. It's <laughs> yeah. I I own all those games in multiple fashions. I don't know if I. Need to. Yeah, I need to count. I mean, I I I've just said Snake Eater was not my favorite of the series, and I think I own it on five different. Wow, uh, I think that. The- so, I mean, they just keep re-releasing I, yeah. this stupid thing. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the same way with me with Final Fantasy VIII. I can't tell you how many versions of that I own, and it's not really one of my favorite Final Fantasies either. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of in the same uh, boat when it comes to that. Uh, one that I'm pretty sure is on Mark's list: uh, Lack of Dragon Infinite Wealth is uh, my number two game. 
Uh, it is, but it's actually kind of it's pretty further down. It was, it was like number thirteen on mine. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I loved uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden giving us that kind of peek into what Kiryu was doing all that time, and now we get the full fledged Ichiban, the the hero of Like a Dragon Seven with Kiryu. What are they going to do together in the U.S. and Hawaii? Like, how amazing is this going to be? Uh, I can't wait uh, for this game uh, to come out and get to play it and ha- get all those characters again and how they're all going to fit in. It's just uh, I love the first game so much, so I'm hoping that this one gets the... It's apparently freaking huge also. It's going to like take a long time to beat, they said. Um, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. I just hope it's not too scummy with like all the DLC like some of the past you yeah. games have been <laughs> yeah they're gonna bring like how's the job system gonna work in this is it gonna be different than the other right. one yeah we'll see randy how are you are, are you gonna hop on the like a dragon no they absolutely screen? lost me with it's super long and and too much like I, I i played a bit of like a dragon it was fun i i don't don't know how far i got into it 10 15 hours it was fine judgment was all right but i haven't really gotten to the yakuza series other than that fair enough or like uh, a dragon series now yeah mark uh, what is your number one game that you're excited for this year to the surprise of no one uh persona 3 reload persona 3 reload yeah, that is on my honorable mentions list it is also going to be on game pass so technically randy can also try it out too i guess um yeah they've been releasing a lot of yeah, this just, uh, game, <laughs> yeah, I saw the intro movie like last night. It looked really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm hyped for this as well. Uh, just I, I know Mark, this is like your your thing. Uh, Persona. Yeah, so. February sucks for me because I got yeah I ordered <laughs> both collector's edition, so that's four hundred dollars, and then the limited edition of of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, that's another hundred. <laughs> Yeah, you got Grand Blue coming out literally like days before. You got right. this. You got. I still don't understand why Sega. You own Sega and Atlas. Why are you coming out with Like a Dragon one week and then this the next week? It makes no sense. Um, but they're doing it, so uh, I guess it is what it is. You know, are, how are you feeling, Mark, about the fact that they're not gonna? It's not a total total remake. Like they are kind of keeping some stuff in from the original Persona Three and not kind of updating that. Like, I think it's probably good. I mean, original Persona Three is kind of weird because like you don't control your party except for the main character. Uh yeah. So this looks like Persona Three and Persona 5's engine, and that's fine enough for me, you know. And as long as you have like more social link stuff, you know, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think I know what Randy's number one game is. If we didn't yeah, make that it, abundantly it, clear it, already, it's baby uh, steps. Yes, uh, and also my number one game, uh, as well is without a doubt a lot of people's number one game. A lot of uh, you know, I know Mark is hyped for this. It was a remake. Was our game of the year? The year that it came out in twenty twenty. I fully expect that this game will be in the running for our game of the year, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I mean, what's left to say about this game other than the fact that can it just be February 29th already? Like, I right. want to play this game like right now. <laughs> like, 
We uh, talked for years that all right how many parts is final fantasy 7 now going to be with remake only being midgar and it's going to be five six years between each thing like it's less than four years between what they did in remake and now yeah. here with rebirth and it looks massive as all hell they've already said yeah, there's only going to be three parts to this whole story and the thing that has me so hyped about it is not only what they did at the end of remake, which completely changed the way the word remake got looked at and, and went way off the walls with it. And some people liked it. Some people did. And I absolutely loved it. And the fact that we've gotten so many trailers this year yeah. on rebirth where people are going, they're showing us too much. No, it's got me so excited because they are showing us everything from the original game and how it's been upscaled to, to this version and not yeah. showing us, the craziness we are about to exactly yeah. i am so excited on the weirdness that's going to happen with zach and cloud and sephiroth messing with stuff and what's going to happen with a, a certain scene that looks like might be the end of rebirth and where it's all going to if go. they cliffhanger us for that i'm going to get so i think everybody there's no get way they could. there's no way they could cliffhanger it but i do think that'll be the final area Will it yeah. play out like the original game? We will find out. And I'm super, yeah. But it's just the gameplay looks great. It just looks like it's reiterated on the stuff that they did in remake. The, the golden saucer stuff looks like this is what we asked. Like, what are they, what yeah. are they going to do with certain parts of the Midgar section? And they're like, oh, absolutely, they're not going to do that. That was too silly. And remake went over the top with the silliness. So yeah. I'm like, golden saucer is going to be bonkers. To me with yeah, all the weird stuff you could nuts. do there and it just seems like they love to double down on this um i don't know if there's been a game i've been more hyped about in years than rebirth and it's because that like we were all excited for remake and but opti like cautiously optimistic about remake and it blew me out of the water so mm. i have like they have a hundred percent. And all the all the now. conspiracy theories and the talk of what what could happen here and there, and then like this is yeah. going to even inflate that even more. So Maximilian yeah. dude's going to have an eighteen-hour podcast after he finishes this game the first time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. I just um, I just finished. I think like the the young Sephiroth section in Ever Crisis like yesterday. Uh, that stuff is cool looking how that's going to look forward. And then, um, yeah, it's just, it's cool how they're going to take all of this stuff, all mm -hmm. of this stuff and like jamming in and, and we're like heading towards what, what it was like in Advent children and what, how they're going to use all of that together. It's like, and the fact that Advent children cool is going thing. back to theaters next month. Yeah. They are that's going all in with this nonsense. And I'm so hyped. I have re-downloaded Rebirth. I'm getting ready to replay it before. Oh, yeah, remake. I started replaying that too. I'm at like yeah. chapter three, I think. Again. It's the wrong kind of fantasy movie. It should be Spirits Within, goddammit. Uh, Mark, I mean, it, it's still okay. Yeah. What? Mark, how, uh, how hyped are you for this thing? No, it should be good. And, and, you know, like, I like the Golden Tossers section a lot. You know, I hope you finally go on a date with Kate, Kate Sith. That's all I really want in life. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, the dance thing looked kind of crazy. Of course, uh, mm -hmm. it would be really funny if they subverted. I mean, 
the, you can talk about it since it's a 28-year-old yeah, sure. game or whatever. If they subverted the Aerith death with Cloud just casting a Phoenix down on her, you're like, oh, she popped right back up again. Everything's cool. <laughs> I, I think they're going to have somebody else in her place, actually. It better not um, be, be my precious Sid. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, that'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. I, uh, part yeah. of me, and I've heard this, this theory before, that it's Cloud. Yeah. And I'm all Wouldn't, in for it, honestly. Yeah. With them trying to bring Zach back and do all this stuff for Cloud yeah. to do the sacrifice would just be amazing. It's, yeah, totally, totally crazy how they would do that. And then the third one is full bore. Well, we're definitely in fantasy land now. Like, yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, but less than yeah, two months. less than two months. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. We're talking about that. Less than two months now. So that game comes out. You, you, both, you both can order the $500 special edition from the Square Enix store that I'm sure they're going to have. Uh, <laughs> no if thing. I had $500 to just give away like that, <laughs> yeah, maybe th maybe I would think about it. But um, uh, unfortunately, I don't. So, yes, yeah, just going to have to deal with the standard edition, and that is what it is. But still, um, I have to work here pretty soon, so we're going to have to kind of yeah. end it here. Um, thank you so much, Randy, for being on. Uh, yeah, make sure fun. you check out his uh, R&R Sports Report each week. Uh, the YouTube channel will be in the description. And then, uh, you know, Mark and I will be here next week on the regular Friday edition to start off the year. Um, until then, everybody, like, subscribe, all that stuff on the W2 Network YouTube channel. Uh, thank you for watching live. Uh, you can also listen later on podcasts. So until then, later, everyone. Later.